Hi, and welcome back to our podcast, My Sisters TBR. I am Rebecca. And I'm Stacy. We're two sisters co-hosting a bookish podcast. We'll be talking about our past, current, and future reads. And trying to keep you up to date on the book world as best as we can. If you missed our last episode, we do two episodes a month. We'll do a mid-month and an end-of-month episode. Uh, the mid-month episode is more so for our current read and all of our anticipated releases of that month. Mm -hmm. And then in our end of month episode, we'll mainly be talking about our featured read that we've chosen for that month. And we will also be talking about the books that we read for that month, which could range from three books up to 14 books. It all depends. Yeah, we don't know. We'll also be talking about who our favorite author was of True, that month. For that month. Yes. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, so first up, we will be discussing and recapping our January's reads. If you want to go ahead first, because Stacy, you've read a lot more books than I did. Uh, I only read one more than you did. Okay, touche. But yours were a lot longer than mine. I mainly focused on short stories this month because I've been like really binge watching One Tree Hill in the nighttime, so I can't <laughs> get out of that now. Would I rather spend three hours watching One Tree Hill or would I rather read? That is quite the <sighs> quite the question. Yeah, it's, it's a predicament. Mm -hmm. But obviously I've been focusing on One Tree Hill because why not? Well, I it's mean, fine. you still got a few, maybe one big book. <laughs> you, you got one big <laughs> hey, book, right? I don't normally read 572 pages books. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right? So it kind of evens out. We'll talk about that one. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't think I have my list in order of when I read them and when I finished them. Okay. But I'll just go ahead and just list them out anyways. Garden of Serpents. That was the third book in the Demon Queen Trials by C.N. Crawford. Phenomenal series, by the way. Mm. I rated it a five out of five. Uh, it had 338 pages. And I can't really go into a synopsis because it's the third book of the Fair. series. The whole series is about Rowan's quest to avenge her mother. The City of Thorns is literally a city full of beautiful demons, dangerous creatures with powers, and it looms over the human society. Okay. So the city is like totally locked off from humans. Uh, if demons leave, they basically start like draining their power. Just they can do that? Pretty interesting. Yeah. That's okay. Kill your battery. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. So like they've been coexisting humans and these demons from the City of Thorns. Uh, Rowan is a human with a traumatizing past. Yeah, like of she, course. Yeah, she's yep. seen her mother get burned alive by a demon. Okay, so it's, she's she's got a mission, right? <laughs> she's she deserves her revenge. <laughs> yes. So while driven by that revenge, having to find her way into the city of Thorn, she finds out the hard way that she is the doppelganger of a very powerful succubus. Okay, Vampire Diaries. Here we go. Right. Right. <laughs> Who also happens to be the arch nemesis of the sinfully sexy mm. Lord of Chaos. Oh, here we go. Right? <laughs> Enter brooding man. <laughs> yes. So there's like so much banter between these two characters. Mm. I mean, he thinks that she's this succubus that... Um, so what is a succubus? Uh, they feed off of people through sex. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I not surprised that you read this? Well, I mean, it's it's a book that has one succubus, so okay, you know. Uh, but All right, that's an interesting take. She isn't actually the succubus, but he thinks she is, and he's got this like vendetta against her. So, is he into this? Is this a fetish? Does he want to be fed from her? <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting question. I I don't know. Okay, is a really fast paced book. Okay. It's a good, I'll say, entry into paranormal fantasy mm. because it's so fast-paced and it's also coexisting in a modern human world. So Okay, that makes it easy yeah. to like, understand yeah. and relate. Yeah. Do you want to go back and forth? You can... Yeah, sure. I'll, okay. I'll take it from here. Mm -hmm. Mine are actually in order. I went off of my Goodreads account. Oh, that's so smart. <laughs> mainly because my memory is just not good enough. I needed to go off of that. Yeah. So my first read for January was The Bookstore Sisters by Alice Hoffman. I gave this a four out of five. I honestly, I'm trying to be better with my five-star ratings because I tend to give every single book that I read, just you get a five-star, you get a five-star. Okay, 
This had 36 pages. I started off strong. Yeah. Yep. 2023, we're at a good start. (laughs) So it was about two sisters, Isabel and Sophie, who had a falling out and haven't spoken in years. Isabel has made her life in New York City while Sophie stayed in their hometown trying not to let their family bookstore go bankrupt all by herself. Finally, Isabel returns home and learns something that changes her view on her life, her family, and herself. That I know that's so vague, but like, I loved it. <laughs> it was so, it was such an easy and short read. And honestly. all that in just 36 pages. 36 pages. I know we've touched on this last episode. To be able to write such a good story in literally 36 pages. It's impressive. You gotta be a good author for that. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta be good with your words. Oh man, but like she set it all up so perfectly. Oh, mm. to own a bookstore. I know, and I kept thinking of me and you. Literally yeah. the whole time I read it and I was like, oh. Like, obviously, without the... The drama. The drama and the lack of family. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it, it was sad, but it had a good ending. It had a good okay. ending. Okay. Yeah. I, I will have to read that one. Mm-hmm. So, what was your next one? Oh, I don't even want to talk about this one. Oh, is that a two? <laughs> it is a two. <laughs> Glitch by Brianna Michaels. I, yep, yeah, I rated it a whole two stars, and that was generous. 252 pages and i honestly i skimmed maybe the last full half of the book like oh my goodness it the recommendations were strong for this one where did you hear a bit of from uh on one of the facebook groups for books like glitch is a gamer who ends up falling in love with or falling for i guess maybe not in love right off the bat but Mm -hmm. era though they've never met outside of their games so they have like no idea who the other person is it's like a spicy contemporary romance, very little angst. It was like they meet up and it's just lovey-dovey. I don't I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is why it's I just, got it too. But there was so much that just gave me icky feelings when I was reading it. He keeps calling her Kitty and it just... Ugh. Okay, normally I like nicknames in yes. books. Pen Pal and Bunny. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> In in the episodes going forward, I think there's going to be at least one mention of Pen Pal. <laughs> Probably. That is has been my, my top book for 2022. So, okay, you go ahead because I cannot talk about this book anymore. <laughs> I feel bad, but. So my next one was God of Malice by Rena Kent. I feel like I might have rated this pretty harshly. I only rated it a three. Oh. I'm so sorry, Ange. Please don't hate me. Okay, so it was like 468 pages. That's a fair size. That's a fair size. Yeah, it's like quadruple what you normally read. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it was that, like, it gave me the ick, okay? Mm. Basically, it was about, like, two rival universities and, like, rich families. So much rivalry going on. Mm -hmm. I don't know. The main male character, Killian, gets his eye set on the main female character, Glyndon, and doesn't stop until he gets her. He has a virginity kink. I think maybe that is what started my ick. It was just a little bit weird. Mm -hmm. I don't know. He is also a psychopath. And there are are a few characters in the book like this. There's like three of them who are like full-blown psychopaths. This is a series? This is a series. Yeah. Uh, Legacy of Gods. Mm. I don't know. It was just, it was strange. There's psychopaths out there. Like they're a part of society too. Mm -hmm. So like it's okay to read about it. But it's just like. It's hard to connect. (sighs) It's hard to connect. Yeah. Yep. Like, I love an enemies to lovers romance. Mm-hmm. Love it. And I like the dual perspectives. I love when they do yeah. that. But I don't know. It was just, like, some of the words that they would say in it. It was just, like, okay, you're trying too hard. Mm-hmm. It was just cringy. It was just the writing just felt. And I know, like, they're young. Like, they're just in university. Like, they just fresh out of high school. Mm-hmm. So, like, they are still young. I-, I couldn't connect to it. No, I can see uh, that. Yeah. What's your next one? Hazel and Gray by Nick Stone. This was a, another short story. It was only 30 pages. Okay. I rated it a three. I don't know if that was harsh or not, <laughs> but it was... We're critics here. Mm-hmm. Gotta be critics. <laughs> it was one of the Amazon original retelling of fairy mm-hmm. tales, and I'm all over that. Like, I love a good retelling. Mm-hmm. So this only being 30 pages was, yeah. you know, spot Quick and on. Easy. Mm-hmm. It's a modern day retelling of Hansel and Gretel. It follows Hazel and Gray, who are young and in a relationship instead of siblings. They run away. They happen across a house in the middle of the forest, basically. What they find inside is 
sex trafficking is is what's going on. Okay. It was a lot of dark topics to cover I in mean, 30 pages. There was a twist, which was pretty neat. I feel like it should have been longer. Like it was such a heavy topic that 30 pages just didn't do it justice. Yeah. They uh, the characters were pretty flat. Like mm-hmm. I didn't feel like there was much depth there. I haven't read anything else by Nick Stone, so I don't know if that's just his writing style or Never not. Never even heard of him before, no. honestly. But uh, yeah, so I rated it a three. Okay. But I'm still looking forward to reading the other short stories. The fairy tale retelling. It's a whole series of Amazon originals. Okay. Then my next one was The Stranger by Cassie Mint. Um, so you know how it says how people say, like, don't judge a book by its cover? Mm-hmm. I only did that for this book. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a man dressed in like a tux and he had a mask on. So I was like, okay, you're coming home with me. <laughs> so this had 64 whole pages. Wow. Yeah. The, the, hey, it's more than 36. Yep. <laughs> um, but I rated this a four. I was very pleased with this book. Very much gave me Bridgerton vibes, but like more like modern. It was it was interesting. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Dealt with forbidden love. Uh, there was a rival between her brother and the main male character, Beckett. Royal families. So like very, very rich. So each year there's a masquerade ball and the rules is that no one is allowed to know who everybody is, right? So you're literally not allowed to say what your name is. So everybody has the like masks on and you're not allowed to take off your masks all night. Sophia, which is the main female character, catches the attention of a man who is 10 years older than her. Age cat. I I like that. (laughs) His name is Beckett. He's rich and a complete a-hole. He lets his guard down for Sophia, which mm-hmm. obviously, you know, this is going to happen. Uh, they dance together the first year. Then each year after that, like it keeps jumping year after year. Okay. It's obviously short, but it just keeps jumping to each year and they keep trying to find each other. They don't know oh, who each other. So it is cute. Yeah. So they don't know who they are, but Sophia finds out who he is. That's a whole other trope there, too. Yeah. So like, I just, I wish it was longer because mm-hmm. it was very jumpy, right? It was like oh, hey, here's like two pages of one year and then it goes to the next year and the next year. Right. And I just kind of found it a bit weird how he, uh, I can't, no, I can't say any spoilers because like, (laughs) oh my gosh. But yes, I just, I wish there was more to it. Mm -hmm. It was actually really good. I want to read more of her books because I liked her writing. She was good. Cassie Mint. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what, uh, what was your next one? Oh my God. (laughs) Juniper Hill by Devney Perry. Okay. I wrote down four star. I should have made that five. Oh. Honestly, I think I might go back and change it. <laughs> 326 pages. Okay. It's good so size. That's normally my wheelhouse, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I absolutely adored this book. Uh, Memphis, she's a young first time mom. She just moved across the country with her newborn baby, literally in the backseat of her car. Like God she, love her. Yeah. She was out and on the move. <laughs> so she's attempting to put her past behind her and start new in small town Quincy. That's in Montana. It's then on the fifth worst day of her life. She meets Knox. It's another Knox. I love love it when the main male character's name is Knox. Anyways. Okay. So she accepts a job at the Eloise Inn. She's stuck. She's nowhere to live. She's got this job. She's approved for this job. And she's nowhere else to live. Until Eloise sets her up to live in the upstairs apartment of her brother Knox's garage. Uh Uh-huh. Right? (laughs) Yep. Knox Eden is a beautiful, sinful dream, a chef, and her temporary landlord. The characters in this book, their personalities, they just absolutely shine. Devney knows how to tug on your heartstrings, but not give you heart palpitations. Oh, wasn't spicy? Uh, yes. Okay. I don't know what I would rate the spiciness, though. Hmm. But it was. Okay. It, oh, it was. Yeah, okay. Her strong points were other... Oh my gosh, yes. ...inside of the spicy. Okay, yeah. that's good. That's, oh yeah, That's 100%. a good writer. Yeah. Yeah, okay. The town, the inn, the coffee shop, just everything about this was just so cozy. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. It can be read as a standalone. It's number two in the series, but I didn't read the first... Okay. I didn't read the first one, but uh, yeah, the Eden series. But I'm definitely going to read more by her. Phenomenal writing. I just absolutely mm-hmm. adored this book and all the characters. Mm-hmm. Noted. My next one, okay, this was another short story. This was My Evil Mother by Margaret Atwood. I know you read this one. Yeah. This was 32 pages, another like 
that's I, I'm loving the 30 page books by so like <laughs> I can't help it <laughs> I gave this a three star rating okay I don't know if it was just because of it being so short I couldn't connect mm-hmm. but like I just there was something it was just I don't know what it was yeah. I just couldn't it was just something about it there was definitely like witchy vibes to this book which I found very interesting because I actually haven't read any books like that yet and right. I know like obviously besides like harry potter like that's completely Mm -hmm. different (laughs) but the mother reads tarot cards for her daughters certain male situations and i like that that was Mm -hmm. that was interesting the mom is known for her witchy side and the whole town shames her for it and makes her an outcast yeah it had a very nice message to it and i loved the ending like she basically hated her mom her whole life because of her mom being this outcast mm-hmm. and the way that she like treated the daughter like it was just she basically caged her in her mm-hmm. whole life um and then she ends up having a daughter at the end of the book and she's like oh my gosh like i'm turning into my mother now mm-hmm. like you know like she carries on certain yes yeah, yeah it was oh it was good but there was just something off and maybe me just like I'm not into witchy stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like somebody who enjoys like tarot cards and like the witchy vibes and stuff like that. I feel like they would eat this right up. Yeah. But I'm not really into that. Like I, I'm trying. I'm trying You're to, keeping an open mind. I'm keeping an open mind. Mm-hmm. What was your next one? Book three of the Vicious Last Boys. Ooh. They're Vicious Darling mm-hmm. by Nikki St. Crow. I rated it a four. Okay. It had 250 pages. Mm, that's good. If I were to rate the whole series self... I would rate it a five. Oh, this is this is good. Yeah, it's <laughs> some good shit. <laughs> yeah, it's a retelling of Peter Pan. You were telling me about this. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. It's dark and it's twisty and it's spicy. That's literally the best three combinations. Oh right there. <laughs> my goodness! The some of these scenes, like I was blushing. It, <laughs> I mean, I've read I've read some stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's enemies to lovers, morally gray love interest. Uh-huh. I mean, it's Peter Pan. I had the biggest crush on Peter Pan. Well, you need to read these books. Okay. (laughs) Parts of this book, (laughs) the whole series will have your jaw on the floor. Like, it's Mm. such an interesting take on Peter Pan and the Lost Boys and Hook. Wow. It's dual perspective. Mm -hmm. So we have all angles. (laughs) (laughs) All the scenes. (laughs) I was at the edge of my seat while reading it. I absolutely (laughs) loved all these books. I did notice that, oddly enough, some, like, inconsistencies. I think that's why I, I rated this one a four, because there were parts that she said a character did this, mm. but back a few chapters, it was actually another character. So I think there was a little wonkiness going on with the editing. So I think that's really the only reason why I rated it a four, honestly. Mm-hmm. A very interesting take on it. I'll have to read it. Yes. Uh, it's on my, like, TBR. Yes. It literally it's, it's is. It's pretty dark. We like a good dark book. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're next. Um, my next one was another short story. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Evidence of the Affair by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Oh, I loved that one. Wow. <laughs> it was so cute. Okay, I rated it four out of five. I don't know why I didn't rate it five. Like, it, it does deserve it. Are you holding out? Like I am. I'm being so stingy yeah. now. I can't help it. So I went all last year rating like literally every single Colleen Hoover book fives. And I'm like, yeah. there's just. I had a lot of five stars last year too. That <laughs> Like they deserve it, but like you can't go any higher than five. So <laughs> this had 86 pages. That's a That's lot. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, so this is the same author as The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. She or... has some really good books. I've only ever heard of The Seven Husbands. Oh. Yeah. I love this book. The whole 86 pages were strictly just letters back and forth between the characters. And I thought that was so cool. Yeah. You could see, like, the date. It was literally letters. You weren't getting any other information. No. Other than what was being wrote, yeah. written back and forth. Which yeah. is, like, so cute. It's about a woman, Carrie, who finds out her husband is cheating on her with David's wife, neither of whom she's ever met. Carrie writes to David after finding letters from his wife insinuating sexual relations with her husband. I would go to jail. Actually, no, it's already happened to me. I, I'm not in jail. <laughs> but I mean, if I was married. <laughs> they've been married for 10 years. So that's different. That's a bit different, yeah. yeah. Carrie and David discuss the affair and they figure out together how they will handle the affair and they help each other through the heartbreak. I love the ending of this book. It just, everything came together. Mm-hmm. Oh, I loved it. It was so nice. 
there was even one part that made me audibly say, hmm. Like, I was literally in the kitchen. Mom was like, good part of the book or what? <laughs> was, oh, yes. <laughs> I was just so satisfied with how it ended. Oh, oh my gosh. I honestly, maybe maybe a 4.5 I rate this. Yeah. I don't I don't know why. I think that would be fair. Yeah. I, I think I rated it a full five. Yeah. I did really like it. I can see that. Yeah. Just the fact that it's just letters back and forth. It's a unique way to storytell for yeah. sure. She got the point across in all of the letters. Yeah. And there you could she even included the letters that were between her husband and the other wife. Oh, fuming. It was good. It was good. What was your next one? The Music of the Deep by Elizabeth Hall. I rated it a four. And I kind of think I might go back and rate it a five, to be honest, because it has stuck with me since I read it. Yeah. Uh, 284 pages. This one was about a woman who ends up in this small town. Uh, she's working with a marine biologist who is like 80, 85, I think. Uh, she's looking to get all of her records computerized. And so she's doing this. She's running away from her past. The book was listed as like a paranormal ghost horror and it definitely was not it did have some like parts that were a bit on the spooky side but i wouldn't go so far to say like it was like a ghost horror story and that was why i picked it up because i really wanted to be spooked yeah and i didn't get that but the book has a lot to do with uh orcas which was really cool because i learned so much (laughs) But there's, like, a lot of going back and forth. She's having, like, flashbacks of her life with her husband of 11 years and what happened there. It's also going back and telling Maggie's story. She's the marine biologist and her family. Then it's also telling the story of Emmy, who is another, she's about the same age as Maggie, who is, like, a healer. She can heal animals, which is pretty interesting. So it, mm-hmm. it goes back and tells her history as well and at the end of it it's like all three of these stories come together it was a really really good story and i highly recommend people to read it because it was it was an eye opener uh there are obviously like trigger warnings that you should look up Mm -hmm. i flew through it because i just i was so interested in it see oh i like that i like good books like that our last reads Uh aha of the month is our featured read so good amazing okay um so our featured read for this month was things we never got over by lucy score i personally rated it five stars i mm-hmm. uh, yeah i rated it five stars as well but i read it last year last march and i rated it four the first time i read it it's the second time i had to rate it five <laughs> i just had to it felt like coming home <laughs> I can't explain Nox, it. I'm home. <laughs> Take me. <laughs> okay, so before we get into this, mm-hmm. we are going to be discussing this spoiler free, just yes. like our past books that we were just talking about. Um, but for those of you who have read this book, just keep listening until the end of the episode and yeah. we are going to have a little discussion with some spoilers at the end there, just so that you know, we can talk about... Some... It's basically going to be us just gushing. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be fine. We will make sure to let everybody know where the cutoff is and, like, for you to get out before we yep. ruin a book for you. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, okay. This was a big book. This was a big book. I don't know if it needed to be as big as it was. Okay, maybe not. There was a part... Yeah. It could have ended. Yeah. There was a whole chunk that just could have been... Yeah, it was kind of like it was an afterthought. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot to do this. I forgot to clue up this. Yeah. So, (laughs) which is like, yes, okay, it's nice to have that part cleared out. Yeah. Before we ramble on anymore, (laughs) let me just, okay. Um, So, Things We Never Got Over by Lucy Score basically deals with enemies to lovers, Mm -hmm. romance. We had some spicy scenes thrown in there. New to a small town. Mm-hmm. Mm. Knox. Bearded bad boy. Barber. Barber Knox. <laughs> Bar owner. <laughs> Tattooed. Oh. Yeah, okay. Well groomed. Yep. <laughs> Naomi moves to this small town. Knock him out. Knock him out, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Yep. She basically moves there to help her sister 
a lot of crap goes down. Her sister Yeah, she got like leaves. a big like SOS emergency for yeah. her sister, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Naomi leaves her current situation in her current town, moves to the small town, helps her sister, ends up having to take care of an 11-year-old niece that she didn't even know that she had. Mm-hmm. Um, and then enter Knox. Yep. Who they just, they hate each other. Oh my god, the banter was just amazing it hit the spot it really did it was so good yeah i loved her like inner monologue when she found out his name was knox okay i have a quote here when she first finds out his name she's literally what the hell kind of name was that was it a hard knox life (laughs) did he tell a lot of knox knox jokes was it short for something knoxwell noxathan (laughs) i love it I loved the whole enemies to lovers romance and the dual perspectives. Mm -hmm. I love when they do that. Because it's like, oh, female thinks that the male character hates her, but then it switches to his side and he's like, oh, like, I love her, but I can never tell her how I feel. (laughs) Like, okay, gross head. Just tell her. (laughs) Um, There were some parts in the book where I just kind of thought it would be better if it just wasn't in there. Yep. You know? You know what I mean? Yep, I do. I love the author's writing. I will be reading so much more of her books now. She is such a good writer. Um, and she just made Naomi, like, so funny. Like you said, like... She was so relatable, oh I found. God. Yeah, and I, I figured that, especially with, like, her coffee addiction, I thought of you. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. um, but there were, there were so many times where I, I literally giggled out loud. Yeah. Um, like, when Naomi said that Knox was a sexy turkey vulture. Oh, my God. <laughs> like that that's literally him he he was a vulture he was he was mean he was an a-hole he was so rude to everybody in the town Mm -hmm. then chapter 23 that was that was the chapter the chapter for those of you still reading it (laughs) wait for chapter 23 yes it just Hey, it could have ended there, and I would have been fine. Yep. (laughs) Okay, we're done. (laughs) Just the nicknames. Again, like we said this earlier, I love nicknames in romance Mm -hmm. books. It just does something. Usually, the babe slash baby kind of gives me, like, icky feelings. Like, I don't normally like that. Yeah. But there was a point where he says to her, there's a point when the cops show up. Her face, like, is obviously, like, panic. Yeah. And I, I'm trying to do this without, like, any spoilers. And he sees her across the room and he, like, basically teleports to her. <laughs> and he says, like, right here, baby, what happened? Like, he is so... Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, we, we can use those words now. Yeah. The baby is fine. Yeah, I was totally okay with that. But, like, he was, like, the immediate concern. Yeah. He didn't care about anything else. I just loved everything with this book. Like, rated it 5 out of 5. Again, I would have given it a 6 if yeah. I could. The names on each chapter. On the chapters, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I feel thought like. That was so cute. There's so many authors getting away from that. Yeah. Like, they're just like, okay, chapter 7. Yeah. Like, okay, we need a little bit of a. Give us a gist of what's happening here. I like how. Exactly. And it gives you a little bit of, like, insight into. Yeah. Like, I love um, Fine. The chapter that's titled f-i-n-e yep i seen it i i laughed out loud yeah. i was like okay it was I'm it was a part now. that i definitely laughed out loud too oh. um so what were your thoughts on that book i think one of my favorite parts out of it is how naomi takes to waylay like she was just oh, yeah. instant maternal yeah she it was like she was a natural yeah yeah and really... i mean like yes she's an aunt but like she didn't know she was an aunt she didn't know that waylay existed yeah she didn't have that knowledge going into it or like that connection of like yeah. watching her grow up yeah like this is all totally new for her and she just instantly was like like nope you're eating vegetables yeah you know like she had such a maternal oh. i really really like that i guess being a mom myself like i yeah you connected connect. to that side of it right it's all about connections mm-hmm. here and the way that like she wanted to really make Whaley shine like she wasn't yeah. tina naomi's sister was always so harsh if Whaley showed any interest in wanting to be like a girly girl she's like no like yeah that's you know like it was frowned upon to yeah be a girly girl. but naomi was like oh my goodness does Whaley actually like the color pink yeah right? like and that like, was so cute she picked up on like 
Waylay having like hair clips in her room. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So oh, like, that that was a whole thing too. That that we can leave for the the spoiler part at the end of the episode because that rotted me. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. so many things that I want to say, but we cannot say. We it. will wait. Just know that there is a lot more discussion will be had at the <laughs> end of this episode, and it's going to kill us to not talk about it right now. There was a quote that I really liked. Okay. There's a difference between taking care of someone because you love them and taking care of someone because you want them to love you. How true is that? There was so much relatable yep. stuff in this book. That's amazing. Yep. Like beautiful. Lucy Score is a wizard with words. I did find that Knox had some pretty big red flags. Not to like be spoilery. Like no, we I mean I mean we're not going to dig highlight in. them or anything yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. But um yeah, I agree. Like, I think Naomi was a saint for putting up with what she did. Yes. Some some parts of it. Definitely. But I think it made it more human. Like I'm, it made it more realistic. Yeah, that's true. And I mean like he needed therapy. Oh, 100%. But yes, there was a lot of red flags. Mm -hmm. That's where having the dual perspective yes. is so good because you could see into his brain yeah. and why he was struggling and his reasonings behind it. I loved how possessive he was. Yeah. The territorial. Oh, like <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> like between him and Nash. Like I was just like, okay, like give me the popcorn. I'm yeah. here for this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I loved it. Oh, God. We will say some comments now, but we're going to leave the majority of the comments about this book that we got from people until the end, because there are a lot of spoilers in some of these comments. <laughs> so the first comment is from Instagram handle mm, Haley McClell. <laughs> okay, so she said, I'm not done it yet, but I love how fast paced it is. It really hooked me in from the start. Then she said, again, she was like, okay, I'm back. I also love the tension. Like, I could feel it through the pages. It killed me. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> yes. Uh, she sent more stuff, but um, there are spoilers, so we're going to wait until after. Mm -hmm. Then Allie really likes Waylay and how fast it is, and it gave her butterflies when Knox Aww. took them to school shopping. <laughs> oh, I love that. That was so sweet. <laughs> Katie Mack says it's good. With a tongue sticking out emoji. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Fitting. <laughs> Who was your favorite character? Okay. My favorite character. I'm wondering if it's going to be the same. Probably. The girl in the library? Nope. Oh. No. What's her name? She's Sloan. Sloan. I just love Sloan. <laughs> Mainly because I don't know if it had anything to do with, like, I envy her job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she is so, like super cool. Like yeah. I thought she was the coolest. I want to be her when I grow Even up. Even the way that Naomi expl like described what she was wearing. Yeah. I love that because you know that Naomi. She yeah. She respects yeah. You know she respects the cool style. Yeah. Uh, no, my favorite. Like I have to say was probably Steph. Okay. He made such an awesome best friend. <sighs> that is so true. And like he really stood up to Knox. Oh. And like. Yeah. <laughs> we can't say it. <laughs> oh, but I have a quote here actually by Steph and I, I really liked it. This might be a spoiler. You're telling me he's a grumpy, overprotective hottie next door and you're not going to sleep with him? Yes. How wasteful. <laughs> I highlighted that one as well. That was one of my favorite. I also love how when they were at the ball field and they're cheering on Wele, you could hear Steph over everyone else and he says, Get it in the net thing. <laughs> he, you could tell that he had no knowledge of sports. Oh, no but knowledge. Hey. But he was all for the support. Yes. Like, yeah. he loved Waylay, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Steph. Everybody needs a Steph. Yeah. I want a book with Steph. Hey. Mm-hmm. The next book. We don't know what's going on in that next book that's coming out. Uh, I do. I didn't read that. You didn't read the synopsis? No. I don't oh. like... like I know literally, you don't. I know. Up until this podcast... I never read synopsis. Yeah. Synopsis I? Synopsis. Synopsis. Burgers. Oh, God. I don't like doing it because, like, I found that a lot when I used to read them, they would just ruin it. Like, okay, I can. For the most part, yeah, I get it. I just yeah. don't like that. I like being thoroughly surprised. Yeah. Like, Pen Pal, again, yes. I was surprised. I had no idea what to expect. Mm -hmm. Okay, I feel like that clues up our discussion for the featured read because we don't want to have any spoilers because mm -hmm. we got some doozies there that yes. we want to talk about 
So out of your January reads, who was your favorite author? I'm curious. Oh, Devney Perry. I can see that. Yeah. Now, I would say Lucy Score, but I've already read a few things by Lucy Score. But Devney Perry, she was the new author that I found this month. Mm -hmm. And I just want to read everything by her. Okay. She's the one that did the Juniper Hill. Yeah. She's got that whole series that is about the Edens. And I want to read them all. She's such a good writer. Like, I felt like I was part of the family reading it. See, so. and that's like, that takes a good author. Mm-hmm. You were connected. Uh-huh. The connection was All there. the connection. So out of all the books that you read in January, mm -hmm. who was your favorite author? I feel like this is not a good month for me. Oh. <laughs> like Because I, you focus on short stories. I know, because I've been in a rut, okay? It's One Tree Hill. We... Yeah. It's a it's a good rut to be in. It is a good rut. We need to normalize ruts. Just because we're here doing a bookish podcast does not mean that like we're both equally reading. Oh my gosh. There's gonna be months that like I've would read like two books and they'll yeah. probably be short stories because mm -hmm. I need to force myself to Exactly. Yeah. I yeah. know. I and hear there's, you. there's nothing wrong with that. Honestly, the only one that really stood out to me, and again, it's probably just because I never really read any big books this month, like only two. I'm going to have to say Lucy Score. Yeah. Just just because like comparing her to the rest of the authors that I read, she just, by a landslide. She's a really good, I found that she's a really good writer. Have like, you, so you haven't read anything else by her? You haven't had? Nope. By a Thread is another really good one. That's like a, like a workplace sort of oh. it's yeah it's good okay. it, was, it was good okay i'll give her a try i loved how like she made me laugh yeah and she put so much personality i could picture the town yeah well that's like how i feel about devney perry it's very similar and like i would go so far to say like their writing style is similar okay it was really easy to read that i like that yeah i have to give her give her a read mm -hmm. so what are you reading anything currently I'm not really like I picked up two Stephen King books in the last like week mm -hmm. and I just I couldn't I'm in a rut I pick books up and I can't read it mm -hmm. I was supposed to start a not so meet cute when I went home earlier <laughs> didn't I didn't have time yeah but I'm gonna say that that's gonna be my my like that's gonna be my next read for sure yeah because I need something like and not so meet cute yeah oh yeah that yeah. that's my current read right now and it's I'm flying through it. It. I almost wanted to fake being sick to record <laughs> this podcast so I could, so I could read more of it. You're it's, not allowed. I know, I know. But so Megan how, Quinn is just she's really good. I've never heard of her until I seen that come up in like the Kindle Unlimited. Right. How far are you into it now? I'm thirty three percent. Okay. And I mean, you only just started that yesterday, didn't you? I started it this morning. Okay, this morning. <laughs> Uh, this is another one where it's like really easy to relate with the characters and mm. the main character is hilarious. I like a good book to make me giggle. I love that. Right? Like right off the bat, page two, she says, I'm confrontation's bitch and avoid it at all costs. Therefore, raise his hand. Here I am, doormat at your service. That's. <laughs> is relatable That's because relatable. I am. <laughs> I'm a really bad doormat. <laughs> Don't talk about yourself like that. Sorry. <laughs> I'll do better. And that being on page two, like yeah. that just sets up the rest of the book. Oh, and it was just constant. Like she is hilarious. She's in LA, basically living like a road over from billionaires. Ooh. Yeah. And she's not. Okay. <laughs> she's living with her mother. Mm -hmm. She just got fired from a job that she thought that she was set with. And her parents are excited for her to get this promotion next week and move out. So Surprise. she she doesn't want to tell her parents that she didn't get a promotion, she got fired, and therefore cannot move out next month because they're talking about how much they want to walk around their house naked. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like that's what you want to hear from your <laughs> your you mother. <laughs> Can you imagine Tom and Dad saying that? No, thank you. <laughs> Love them to pieces, but I do not need... I do not need to hear that. So it's all about her trying to find a way out of this to not disappoint her mother and stepfather. Mm -hmm. And then Hux, who's the main male character, needs a fake fiance because he's after making some sort of like trying to make a business deal because he ended up telling this person that he's trying to do this big business deal with that he's got this fiance. And oh. now he's being invited to supper, him and his fiance. Oh. Right? Their whole 
first meet is just it was hilarious. It's a, it's a cute. <laughs> yes. Meet cute. So I'm reading that and not so meet cute. I'm also still reading the inheritance games, mm-hmm. which I talked about last episode, mm-hmm. and also still trying to get through priest. So this it's only three. That's good. That's 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 a, good compared yeah. to my normal five, five, six. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. I just like I'm gonna rot. I can't. I can't. You'll get out of it. Oh, after Lucy score, it's just I don't want to read anything else. Yeah. Well, pick up a couple of her other books. True. I think I have one currently waiting. Forever and ever is another Lucy score book that I'm soon gonna start. It's in my list. Your TBR. Yes. In my sister's TBR. So tomorrow we're going to be posting our February featured read. We're very excited about this one. We're going to be putting it up on our Instagram. So if you are excited to see it as we are. I think uh, we have a reason to be more excited. (laughs) I know we do. We definitely do. But Yeah. yeah, you can follow us on Instagram. Our handle is my sister's TBR. No all spaces. Lower, yep. All lowercase. All lowercase. No and if there's any books, genres, or authors that you'd like us to start featuring or start talking mm-hmm. about or just reading in general, shoot us a message on our Instagram. We would love to branch out. Yeah. Well, that's just, yeah, branch out and to, you know, include people in mm-hmm. our podcast. Yeah. We're all just a bunch of bookers here instead of some hookers. We're <laughs> a bunch of bookers. I would I would hook for some books. <laughs> just kidding. Sorry, mom. Don't come don't come find me for that. Um this will be the end of our episode. Yeah. For those of you who have not read Things We Never Got Over by Lucy Score, once you start hearing the music, get out then. Get it yeah, while you can. Because we are back with spoilers. Yep. You don't want to hear it. It's going to ruin the book for you. Or, I mean, if you have no intention of reading it, then join us. Yeah. Get some giggles going. All right. Well, Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us again. It was fun. It was <laughs>Okay, so the fun begins. I didn't talk about my favorite part earlier in the episode because mine was a spoiler. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my favorite part of this book was when Naomi goes missing. And that wasn't my favorite part, but hold on. <laughs> Roll credits, <Yep>. the end. <laughs> um, and Knox finally gains some brain cells and uh-huh. realizes that he actually loves her. Yeah. Then he finds her, like, being held against her will by Duncan. And then he says, I'm going to find him and beat the hell out of him until I break every bone in his face. And then I'm going to marry Naomi Witt. (laughs) The romance. Oh, my God. I love that. And then when he was like, I want daisies in your hair at the the end of the book. Yes. I cried. I did. (laughs) I was like, you go, Knox. Oh, yes. Oh, I love that. Then my least favorite part, I'm going to have to say, I mean, like, the whole, like, fake dating trope. That was so unnecessary. It was just, like, you're 30 and 40 years old. Yeah. There was no need of it. No. Especially in the middle of the book, too. Like, they just threw this trope in and... It was just a little bit weird. It was weird. Yeah. I agree with you there. It just makes it sound like they're, like, 10 to 15 years younger. Yeah. I don't know. And then, like, the whole, like, Tina and Duncan. Lucy should have just kept tina away like when tina fled mm-hmm. just just go just be gone just forever. be gone just, yeah like she was shit I, I feel like that whole part where naomi got taken by tina right up to that whole ordeal with duncan and everything like i just felt like that was kind of like an afterthought like she was just mm. like oh yeah i've got to clue up this story with tina yeah how are we going to do that and then insert the most annoying characters like i i mean we have to be critical of this Yes. I didn't like Duncan anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know, like, you're going to have characters in books that you're not going to like. Yeah. But I found it just weird how he showed up at Naomi's work twice. Like, what was the purpose of that? I'm wondering if it works timeline-wise that those were the same times that her cottage was broken into. If he was keeping an oh. eye on Naomi so that Tina could go snoop around her cottage. That's what I'm thinking. 
That would make sense mm-hmm. because that happened twice. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. You might be right there. I just felt like he should have been smarter. I don't know. Like, he I seemed mean, like she really dumbed him down in that last yeah. debacle, right? Yeah. Okay. The hair clips. Oh, my God. I cannot. The fact that her mother cut her hair off as a punishment. Cut Whaley's hair off. Yes. Sorry. That really bothered me. I cannot imagine. I just. Yeah. That I, was that was really sad. I think especially, I... like, with how much Whaley liked her hair. And she was so proud of having long hair. Yeah. And, like, her clips. Yeah. For a parent to use that. Uh, I loved what Knox had said about it, though. His advice oh my to gosh. waylay yeah hit that whole scene of <sighs> them in the barbershop yeah and the way that he talked to waylay and was like on her level and was saying like you understand that yeah that that was not right that, that the mother did not a... yeah oh i love it well yeah i just have some quotes that i just loved i just mm-hmm. want to say so when naomi says i'd never had a barber fetish before I didn't even know it was a legitimate fetish, but watching those tattooed forearms, those dexterous hands work, I felt an annoying pulse of desire spark to life under the pizza I'd inhaled. (laughs) Yep. And then, what was it about my name from that mouth that made my nether regions feel like they were being electrocuted (laughs) in a super sexy fun way? That's hilarious. <laughs> like, she's so funny. The whole Knox and Nash headbutting, both of them wanting Naomi was just, it was so hilarious. In chapter seven, A Punch in the Face. <laughs> yep. When Knox says, saw her first, mm-hmm. the flash of anger I saw in his eyes was gratifying. Oh, fuck you, man. You pissed her off first. <laughs> I shrugged carelessly. Same thing. Might as well just wander that law-abiding ass of yours back to Liza J's. I'll bring Naomi and Waylay to you. Like, I just... Like, like, I don't know anything about brothers. Because, obviously, we are a family of all women. girls. Yep. All girls. Mm -hmm. Girlies. But, like, I feel like that's such a typical, like, brother relationship. It sucks, like, that they hated each other for so long. Which, over money. Like, that's so stupid. I know. But, like... But how many families actually fall apart because of money? I mean, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. We can't judge because we don't... (laughs) <laughs> we don't have money <laughs> we don't have money to fall apart from <laughs> sad but yeah i like how they were so opposite like yeah. Knox was like the villain nash was like the good guy and i feel like i'm equally attracted to both yes i well at that point i was like i don't know who i want i know and like nash is such like a a good boy you know like you just Clean want to cut like did he have blonde hair I don't know. I don't remember. I think he had, like, dirty blonde hair. Yeah. But uh, in my brain, I was picturing, like, complete opposite of Knox. Yes, I was too. I was thinking, yeah. like, like brown hair. Yeah. Yeah. And just, like, clean and, like, goody two-shoes. Yeah. Which is, like, hey, that's boring. <laughs> <laughs> We're not here for that. <laughs> we don't read our smutty books for that. <laughs> but I think he would make an interesting... If there's one thing we've learned from all of our books, it's always the quiet ones. <laughs> yes. Yep. That's what you gotta look out for. But, like, that that point when when they literally have a fist fight in the road, like, that, that part just... I just was reading it with this <laughs> stupid grin on my face. I was like, this is quality entertainment. And Liza, like, she called it, didn't she? She was like, this was over a girl. Or yeah. Who called it? Like, Or was it Waylay? But I like how Naomi even says that, like, Nash looked like a hero who had taken a few hits for the damsel in distress. And then Knox, on the other hand, looked like a villain who'd gone a few rounds with the good guy and come out victorious. Like, I love that she even, you know, connected that. that yeah. Not- Nash was the good guy. Yeah. Knox was the bad boy. Oh. But we stand for the bad boys unfortunately i like what il said when she messaged us oh right about it i'll uh, bring that up real quick let's look at the we asked like what the favorite and least favorite part of the book was and we got a couple right people commented i have some more some comments from again from hale mcclell (laughs) because it's just (laughs) the beginning of her life Uh, okay uh il said my least favorite and favorite thing about this book is Knox." The soft spot for the broody, tattoo-bearded hunk was in full control of my thoughts on this book. The way he is with Waylay hit me right in my feels. My favorite scene was 100% when Knox tells Waylay that they're worth it. She's worth it. Swoon. Yeah. 
But on the other side, he was also my least favorite part. He and Naomi combined. I feel like they should have been in their early 20s from their mannerisms. Mm -hmm. So part of the book-wise that I dislike the most would be the childish tantrums that made me want to skim through to not taint my new book boyfriend. Yeah. (laughs) Tantrums aside, I still rate it five stars and I'm really looking forward to the second book next month. The spice was also chef's kiss. See, I didn't find it like, like, yes, I would write. It's kind of low on the spice meter, I think, but it was quality. Okay, that's true. We had to look at quality. It's more important. Okay. It's not like they were banging every chapter. Yeah. And we don't need that constantly. No. I mean, she was able to keep attention with the quality of writing everything else. That's true. But I get that, though. Like, Knox being your favorite and least favorite. I totally understand that because there were things that was just like, man, these are grown-ass adults. Like not even halfway through the book i think my brain just automatically was assumed that they were younger yeah yeah how old was knox 40 something yeah how are you a grown-ass man having tantrums like this Mm -hmm. go to therapy (laughs) go get help i mean he has a lot of money it's not like he can't afford to get therapy but he came around yeah oh yeah 100 i mean he's still he's still knox like yep some other things that Haley said was uh their first sex scene and then the parents showed up she died (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. Oh my goodness, I forgot about this. And when she said, I heard the sound of a wrapper, which is either a Pop-Tart or a condom. <laughs> oh, I would be equally thrilled for either, to be honest. Are we going to have a snack or a different kind of snack? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are we going to have a snack or am I the snack? <laughs> um, and then she said, there's also so much unknown and I love it. Like, there's not just one central unknown thing. It's, like, a bunch of subplots. And I'm, like, tell me more. Mm-hmm. Her and Allie can't wait for the second book. So, they're going to read it. Yes. That prequel that was linked at the end of the book. Is that a spoiler? Oh, the epilogue. The epilogue. Uh, okay. So, there's a bonus epilogue at the end of... I mean, you've got your regular epilogue that's in the book. But she links to a bonus epilogue. And I read it. I really liked it because it's set, I think, five years after. Okay. Life is after going on. A lot of stuff A lot happens. of okay. people in the book. Mm. And I kind of feel like it was a bit spoilery mm-hmm. based on what Nakamoto 2 is based around. I kind of feel like, I, I guess it depends on if this Nakamoto 2, if that's set five years in the future. Oh, yeah. I don't true, know. If so that, we don't know. Yeah. But if it's not, then I know that in five years, who Nash is. Ush. Uh, um, I didn't read it. I don't like. I'll I'll go back and read it after, like when I find out what book number two or like when that's based in mm-hmm. or what year or whatever. I'll go back and read that then. But right now, I don't want it to be ruined. Yeah. Okay. Well, again, thanks to whoever stuck around to listen to us babble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Hopefully, uh, you guys will join in on the next book when we feature it. Yep, so keep an eye out on our Instagram. Again, my sister's TBR. Lowercase, no spaces. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. It was fun. (laughs) Bye.